You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, the very best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now, here's your host, Peter Quill cosplayer, Nick Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, our first podcast of 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. Took a little bit of a break there over the course of the holiday. Hope all of you uh, were able to enjoy your holiday with your friends, family, loved ones. Hope you're able to enjoy the Penguins podcast holiday spectacular that we put together during the break. Hope you're able to enjoy it. If you didn't, it's up on the Penguins SoundCloud page. It's available on iTunes, like all the old episodes of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. You can find them all up there. Yes, I am your host, Nick Hart. And without further ado, let's jump right into this first episode of 2020. My guest for this episode of the Penguins podcast is none other than Penguins rookie defenseman Pierre-Olivier Joseph. Pio, salut. How are you doing today? Good yourself? Doing absolutely fantastic. Happy to be back on the podcast, bringing another episode to the fans and all that stuff. Uh, happy to have you here. Once again, thanks for joining me, bud. Well, it's kind of nice that I'm the first one in 2020. So You are. That's it's great. You better make it count. I'll try my you best. You can't disappoint the I'll people. I'll try my best. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Pierre-Olivier Joseph here with me uh, on the Penguins podcast, and it is Pierre-Olivier. You laid that out for us back at the, the rookie tournament in Buffalo. It is not Pierre. P.O. is fine. Pierre-Olivier is exactly. good. Not Pierre. Yeah, still here sometime, but it's... Like where? How often do you still hear Pierre? Um, uh, Whenever. I went to hospital or whatever. Uh, when I was sick, Pierre, again, I was like... Ah. Like in the waiting room? Yeah, They're just like, ah. Pierre? Even though I was sick, I was like, ah, no, not Pierre, but... <laughs> Um, other than that, English. Sometimes the guys in the room uh, make fun of me because then they know that they know they, they know, know what it's you, like. So. Ah, I still feel it, and no, I mean it's it's all right. I don't mind it. No, you don't mind. It's, it's all right. I'll live with it. Oh well, we'll we'll stick with Pierre Olivier or Po Pierre on the podcast here. Perfect. No Pierres, no Pierres <laughs> here. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned uh being in the hospital earlier. We might as well jump right into this. What a I mean, strange start to the season it was for you. You get traded in the offseason. You join a new organization, come here with the Penguins, starting your pro career, and then a month in, boom, you get hit with mono, Sam Darnold disease, as people are calling it these days. What in the world was that like to sort of, you know, you're worried about all these other things, starting your pro career, starting a life as a professional hockey player, and then you get hit with this illness where it's just like, hey, you got to just sit down for a month. It was awful. Honestly, yeah. I did not expect that at all because, like, How I was feeling you? good and, you know, I was really, like, in, like, uh, looking for my, my apartment, my furniture, and I was having fun. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, like, something that you don't do when you go in junior and you're, like... Yeah, you're being an adult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, groceries. I mean, everything was so fun and so far. And then coming in and uh, seeing the, the, the guys practicing and everything and then, bang, just, like, in two days it happens and I would just, my body just turned off. Which is, I talked with the guys, and they were like, yeah, usually it takes, like, two or three weeks before you actually feel like you get tired. And Monday, felt felt it, mm-hmm. went to the clinic. Next day, off, my body. Just shut down. Shut down. Two days later. Unplugged. I remember I didn't turn on my TV, didn't turn on my phone, didn't turn on the lights for a day, a full day. You just, what? 20, 20 hours. Didn't Did you sleep, or you slept. just, like, laid there? Slept. Oh, you slept. Fun fact about it, I did not receive my bed yet. 
I didn't receive it. So I was I had my couch. Wait, so you were sleeping on the couch for like a full day, twenty two hours or something? Well, I had my bed after I was like feeling like starting to feel better. Right. Yeah. So but during that full week, when it first hit you, awful. I was sleeping on my on my couch because I didn't receive my mattress yet. Oh my god. I had goodness. my bed. I had everything but my mattresses. So I was like, nah, I'll sleep on the on the couch. Don't have any. Well, you're so tired. I'm sure at that point you would have slept on the floor if you everywhere. Yeah, I would have slept everywhere. Yeah, but still, you know, a bed is a bed, and but my couch is pretty comfortable. So that's why we have. You a, got a good couch. We have, a, we, have, we have a good connection. My couch now. Now it's like <laughs> we've been through it all. So we've been through it all together. <laughs> you and this couch are now emotionally attached after this this bout with mono that you had at the at the start of the season. But you're healthy now. Yeah. Full of energy here with yeah. the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and uh, glad to see that too because with the way the season's played out here, with guys getting injured or called up or stuff like that. Ice time has not been in short supply for you over the past few weeks for the Penguins. You've been thrust right into a premier role on that blue line. And as, once again, first-year player, first-year pro, uh, that is, and trying to develop into a guy that the Pittsburgh Penguins can count on in the future in the National Hockey League, do you feel like all this ice time that you've been getting lately has allowed you to you know, improve at sort of a pretty quick pace? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, uh, the six defensemen that uh, that were playing a lot of hockey since uh, – uh, our defensemen kind of get called up or injured or whatever. Uh, I think we all step up and play pretty good. I mean, we all uh, – how many rookies do we have? Four? Five? Oh, uh, like the the lineup that the Penguins have been playing lately, there's been four rookie defensemen. Four you and John Lazat paired together. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Omadi and Michael Kim. Yeah. And then Matt Apps is second-year pro. Second and year. Erks is the – McCoy Erkamps is the elder statesman at like – 108 AHL games played. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like we just, I mean, we look at each other and we're like, okay, guys, like, now they count on us. So, like, let's do it. I mean, it's, now it. is our chance, you know, to improve and play against teams and play more hockey and, like, play. Because you know that, like, whenever they're going to be back, it's going to be like, okay, you might be, like, scratch or you might whatever, you know. And then now it's just go and play. Like, we're going to have some time, whatever, like, PK, uh, end of the games, like, uh, like matching against lines, like it's yeah. fun. It's like you're in, and you're, like you're really like in the game so much more than when you were playing. Maybe I don't know seven minutes, right? Yeah, which yeah. Which is a difference, but uh, I mean, we don't complain about our ice time whenever. But now that we have more, it's like okay, like let's do it. Let's, let's do, do the it. job. Yeah, love it. It's love fun. it. What's what's the biggest thing that you've learned, or the biggest tip you've picked up already, just in you know two months playing in the American Hockey League? Make make it fast. Make I mean, it fast. It's, everything is way faster than I think that's the big step. Everything is bigger, faster. And if you make it faster, you'll be able to get out of there and make good plays, I think. That's my that's my what I think. Your experience. Just and make it faster. Yeah, and the guys I see that they move the puck fast, they, they skate faster, so like they go to the puck faster, they forecheck fast so like if you do things faster, I feel like you'll be able to like be pretty good in the league. You've been able to handle that pace pretty well. You've you've stepped up big time in this increased role for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. I'm sure uh, Pittsburgh's happy to see it. I know the fans here in Wilkes-Barre Scranton are happy to see it. I'm sure your family is super happy to see it as well. Uh, talking to you in the past, um, you're a guy who talks a lot about family and just the support system you have built in within your own family. I remember talking to you whenever you first started here in the AHL, talking about your, your older brother, Matthew Joseph, and that he sort of let you know out of the gate, like, hey, there's going to be a jump from the, the QMJHL to the American Hockey League. Talk a little bit about the, your family and how you guys have all come together throughout your entire journey to where um, you are now. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, pretty much start whenever we were young. Uh, I guess we started doing figure skating, I guess, and to just learn how to, okay, how yeah. to skate. But 
uh yeah i mean i remember having to dress for shows and stuff at first for like knowing how to skate better how to like whatever yeah and then my brother started hockey and then didn't take long before he just he gave me a stick and then it went from there we were just practicing playing and then we're down in montreal at the time yeah and then our parents didn't really want us to play hockey during the summer what what so they were like go play other sports oh okay i understand like go play like don't think about hockey too much during the yeah. summer. Do other sports, yeah. diversify as an athlete. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it just went from there. We just uh, play soccer a lot, play hockey during the, the, the winter time. And uh, we had to make a choice at one point because it was actually like starting to go high in soccer and starting to go high in, in hockey. And then we just didn't take long. And this was, okay, hockey will be it. And no, I guess my brother and I just compete at everything. So I guess we kind of push each other in that <laughs> way without maybe knowing it. But uh, no, they, they support us pretty well, and I think that's a big thing uh, of our journey is not pushing us, and they really, really support us. And uh, I think that's something that a lot of parents nowadays should understand more. I just think support is big for for the for their kids, and I think that's what we had as a family. So I think even now we, I know I have the support of my family and my brother. So. Yeah. What what's what's a really good example when you talk about specifically uh, support? Is it just you know, uh, pulling you guys uh, aside and just letting you know, hey, we love you, just sweet stuff like that? Or are there times when you guys were down in the dumps or something like that and either your brother pulled you up or your mom or your dad pulled you up? Does anything come to mind? Yeah, I, I know that my mom asked me maybe every year or I would say every year for a good six years, probably from like Panem to like still in junior. Yeah. She was just like, do you love hockey? Like, do you want to do this with your life? Like, even when you were a junior, yeah. yeah. Like, just making you, sure. Yeah. Do you like it? Like, you don't have to do it because, like, your brother or anything, do you like it? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, I love <laughs> it. That's what I do. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I. That's that's why I'm here basically. But every time I was like, they don't care if we don't play, which like, some parents would be like, okay, you have to play. Yeah. So you're like, good at this. You should do this. Even though you don't want, you have to play. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, I I have to say that my brother and I were not. The in that best situation. one growing up. Okay. And, like, we're just, like, working and whatever, and then now we're here. Fine. It's fun. But, <laughs> I mean, it was in the time that our parents pushed us, and we're just like, okay, you have to do this in your life. We're going to bring you there. Uh, you have to do this. Like, if you want to go there, we'll bring you there. And then it just went from there. I think that's just great as a family, just to get that support. Let's backpedal a little bit now, because you mentioned this at the start of this conversation, and I would be remiss to overlook it, you said you guys started figure skating. <laughs> why, why was figure skating the start? Why did that just end up playing out that way? Um, I don't know. I think back in Montreal, uh, it was just that. I think it was better than just learning how to skate on the pond or, I mean, or whatever. And it was just okay. Like We have the opportunity of doing that. And I feel like because my brother did it, I had to do it. Okay. Because it was like, okay, he did it, so mine as well. Like. Like, my parents were like, okay, like, you know how to skate. Like, you want to do it. Like, might as well put it in the same place. And um, and then it went from there. I guess it was just – I didn't expect to go there. Well, f- like, now. Oh, yeah. But looking back, I'm like, eh, like, figure skating. Okay. Like, <laughs> you don't think, like – I don't remember really much like about these it. days. But I, n- I remember doing shows and stuff, like, with lights off. And yeah. then we're going on, like, Routine, in lanes yeah. and, like, in front of people, maybe, like, 50 people. We're like, ah, like, we're – four three maybe three <laughs> years old like uh no it was it was good and i guess it just went from there and we just stopped right away just play with hockey and playing and hockey just went from there yeah what did you have first a pair of hockey skates or a pair of figure skates uh, a stick 
Oh, a stick first? Yeah, a stick. My brother, I was still eating my cereal in my, uh, I don't know how you call it in English, but, uh, you know, when the baby is in the, I think I have a picture of it. Actually. Oh, like yeah. a, oh, uh, like a high chair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my brother gave it to me, but then I was too young to like, even know what it was. Yeah. I was just, you know, and I think my parents still have a picture of it. And uh, no, and then I guess we just went to like figure skating. And then after that, it was just with, it was just hockey. So I probably get hockey, figure skating, and then hockey. Hockey, figure it. skating. Hockey. Exactly. There we go. And then a billion other sports a in between. A billion other sports, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, your your brother, obviously, a, a pretty good hockey player, too. Ends up uh, playing in the National Hockey League for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but uh, very recently was reassigned to the Syracuse Crunch. Now, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton does not play Syracuse until, like, the end of February, but... Do you have that game circled on your calendar just in case <laughs> Matthew's still in uh, Syracuse and not back up in Tampa Bay by then? Um, honestly, it's I would be happy if he stays, but uh, I mean at the same time I'll be happy if he leaves. But yeah, I mean I don't like playing against him. I'm, you I'm, do I'm, not. I don't like playing against him. We played so much uh, against each other in junior because we were in the same division, and it was always always like so much competition, and like our both teams were really good. So every time we we're playing against each other, it was like. A war on the ice. Really? Literally. I think the first game we played, we had a double minor at the end of the game. Like you fought, got it roughing oh, yeah. each other? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like on top of me and I like grab his leg or whatever and then he punched me in the face and like a bunch of stuff happened like that. It's just funny. But yeah. there's one thing my mom told us, no fighting off course. That was the rule? That was the only rule. But then a couple penalties. It's I mean, it's hard to play against because he's so fast. So, I mean, I won't, I, I won't mind if he, he's up, but. I'll I'll be uh, I'll be happy to play against him and battle against him again. We actually looked this up a while ago. We were doing a story in our game program about uh, about you you and your brother and your relationship with one another. We looked up how many times you guys played against each other in, in the QMJHL. I think it was something like eleven times, yeah. like double digit times. You guys went head to head. And how did your parents juggle that as like cheering for one one guy or another or one team versus the other? Yeah, I know no fighting was the rule, no but then after the that, yeah. It was dad with the Charlottetown Islanders jersey and the Sea Ducks hat, and mom with the the opposite. Okay, that so was your dad it. was wearing the Charlottetown Islanders jersey, your team, My team. and then St. John Sea Dogs hat, hat, your brother. Yeah. And then your mom would wear St. John jersey. And the Charlottetown Islanders hat, yeah. Would they cheer when both teams scored? That was the thing. You always see them up. You're like, who are you guys cheering for? It's like you score, you look up, and then they're like, yeah. And then they score, and they're like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Pick one or like. Yeah, or the Q. There's some high-scoring games sometimes. They can get themselves a serious leg workout if they're, like, jumping up and down for 11 honestly, different goals. Honestly, and the fact that we had great teams both like yeah. both years that we play against each other was, like, it was absurd. The amount of time that we probably got up. Yeah, just stand up, sit back down. Well, stand good, up, sit back down. Them, I guess. Good, a little cardio. A little, little cardio. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, the children don't have to be the only ones getting the workout. <laughs> exactly. Mom and dad can get taken exactly. care of, too. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll see if you and uh, you and Matthew end up uh, facing off uh, later in this year with the Syracuse Crunch. If not, I'm sure it'll happen someday in in the National Hockey League. You coming over to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a trade where you were uh, brought over in the Phil Kessel trade. You were first-round pick by Arizona, but only a first-year pro this year. Uh, big piece that Jim Rutherford hauled in from Arizona here. Do you feel like there's any added pressure when you're part of a deal like that, or is that not in your mind at all? You're just worried about taking care of your own business. Do you feel like I was in the Phil Kessel trade? Well, at first I was just like really like surprised. Okay. I was like in the plane coming back from the camp. So I was like, okay, like I just had a meeting there. It went well, and then boom, it happens. So at first it was just like 
a shock. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, after a while, it was like guys and uh, and friends were like, oh yeah, like it's Phil Kessel. Man. Like this guy's good. Like yeah. he, he's one of the best players. Like it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, but I was just, at the same time I was like, yeah, but like did I do anything wrong? And like okay, yeah. that was in my head a lot. And then. After a while, I was like, okay, yeah, like, it's Phil Kessel. Like, they they, they want me. Uh-huh. And then after that, when I arrived here, it was like, okay, like, I have to prove them that they made a good choice. And okay. Then, so it was it was the process. Like you said, like, at first it was like, okay, shock. And then after that, it was like, oh, my, like, it is Phil Kessel. And then now it's, like, really focusing on myself and being like, okay, like, they made a good choice of, like, trading. And, like, I'm still young. I still have a lot to do to reach the other level. But, like, I want to be there. And I want to show them that they made the right decision yeah so it's not so much pressure you see it as more or less motivation exactly okay exactly yeah nice well what about this in terms of pressure this is a little bit out of left field here but do you feel any added pressure as a french canadian to be one of the best dressed guys on the team in the past every french canadian guy that we've ever had come through the locker room jsd comes to mind has had a frivolous sense of style is that pervasive throughout all French Canadian guys? Do you feel added pressure to be styling and profiling? <laughs> it's funny because we had that same conversation a million times in Charlottetown. Really? Since it was like so far away, and they're like, "Oh, you you guys people from Montreal, you guys just different and whatever." And then <laughs> now I came here, it's like, yeah, I have I have my own style, like from Montreal probably. And they're like, "Oh, like sometimes my guys are like, oh, really?" And I'm like, yeah. I know I really talk about with uh, with with Dips DePauli. Yeah, oh, well, he's a sharp dressed re- guy. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And then we always like, oh yeah, today like, watch your socks next time or whatever. Like just giving like some tips of like, okay, how to improve. But uh, yeah, no, it's not pressure. I think it's just uh, I just do me, and then I like it. So like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, I mean, you don't. So, but a little bit of pressure. I, I won't. I won't okay. lie. I won't lie. I won't lie. I have to be like. <laughs> Like, part of the identity yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. And that's funny. You said the guys were teasing you in Charlottetown oh, about yeah. that. So oh, yeah, Charlottetown, it's in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, but it's a mostly like English province, right? It is. Uh, it is. Probably 95, I would say. 95 so, Yeah, so predominantly English. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like pretty much any other part of Canada, almost, almost that. So how was it going from, you know, Mon- Montreal area where it's all predominantly French to an English uh, area, not only the language, learning the language and things like that, but was there a culture shock as well? Um, at first, it was like okay, like I saw my brother going in Saint John, which was like an English place. New Brunswick, as well. yeah. But it was like it, it's kind of more French over there, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like it's new, it's gonna be fun, like it's far away from home, but like you've been in a billet, like in in Midget for a little bit, so like you know what, just go for it. Like it's fun, they want you, and then. I went there at camp as a as a as a draft pick, and then I I went back to after uh, after the camp I I went back to midget and I was like oh nice like I I can play another year of midget, and then a uh, few months later I get another call and then I get I go up to my first game so like now it's like I didn't have time really to like learn English from like being around the team and just like, thrown right into the and fire and then it's like. I, okay, like now you have to like speak English, you have to understand English, yeah, and then like I could understand like I would say sixty percent of everything in English. Okay, and I could talk probably minus twenty five. Minus twenty five. It was unbelievable bad. It was so bad. Really? I was awful in bad in English. Awful. And then I was always asking my captain. I remember Olivier Cooper was 
like he was in Saint Germain. My brother uh, was there. Okay. And he's like really good, like in French and English. I was there. I was like, yeah, like what does that mean? Or, like what does that mean? And then he was like, okay, like don't be scared of asking questions because I, I I couldn't say anything. And people were asking me questions. I'm like, like I can't answer you. I I don't know what you're saying. Yes. Or no, just nod your head. Yeah, yeah. Like I had to translate in my head, like from French to English, and then now it, and then it was just bad. So like. It was a little bit of a shock to like go from French to English at first and then when I get once I got there after Christmas, well at in November, it was it was perfect. Like I I love this place still and I will always like at least w- go back there once a once a year and Charlottetown? I, Charlotte. Yeah. Love the place. Unbelievable place. So good. So nice. Maybe I'll join you on a trip. It I is need fun. to check it out. Golf trip over there. It's pretty fun. All right. Of nice places. Put that on my list. One of many places guys have told me, oh, this place is great. You need to go there. So we're piling up quite a list of uh, destination spots here on the Penguins podcast. Uh, what age did you start learning English? Like, were you taught it in school? Or was it right like, okay, I, I need to learn English because of hockey? Well, at first, um, like in Montreal, you have to graduate in, well, we graduate in grade 11. Right, right. And right. you have to. Canadian pass. school system. Try to keep up, people. <laughs> you have to graduate English in Montreal in grade 11 to you, have you, your diploma. Oh, okay. So, like, you go to French class, you have English class, and if you fail English class, you start again. You're, you they don't let you graduate. They don't let you graduate. So, oh. you had to, like, your entire, every year you're going to school, you had English. Okay. A lot. And then my mom was like, you should probably learn English at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, nah, not really. We're like, we don't really need it. <laughs> no, thank it. you. We're like, <laughs> my mom was like, okay, watch this movie in English. I'm like, no, mom, I won't understand anything. <laughs> like, I want to understand the movie. I want to laugh at the jokes. And then I moved to Charlottetown, and I was I, – I can say that I was laughing at myself. Like, now, looking uh-huh. back, I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, not wanting to learn English and not being able to, like, talk like that. And so I would say – 16 my my 16 year when i was 16 years old right this is when i really like start learning english i was had to buckle down yeah yeah and like being like in an english community an english billet an english team an english system like everywhere you were going and so i had to like change my mind change my mentality watch like stuff in english like just completely change my my routine of like english and french and i'm more than happy that i did that and more than happy that I went to a place that was in English that now I can communicate a little bit better in English. You communicate great in English now. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> trying to. I you still succeed. have an accent. I still oh, have I mean, an accent. It's I, feel okay. like, I feel like that's never going to go away. No, you can't, I don't like, think so. Yeah, you can't fake the accent. No. But, yeah, you be able to conversate, yeah. understand, boom, whip it right back. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Clearly uh, a bright kid to be able to pick it up that quickly and then, you know, learn. Like you said, what, you were 16 whenever – that was the 16 year when you went to Charlottetown. Charlottetown, yeah. And – so now you're 20. Yeah. So, so four, four years, years. Yeah. this is the progress. Yeah. Clearly, you've got it going on. Well, it's you've funny because, it like, you start super young at school, and then you probably do it, like, 10 years, and then you're still, like, some people still, like, aren't, aren't able to talk in English. Yeah. And now it's, like, four years, and it's, like, I can understand everything and talk, and, like, I don't have to translate to French and English. I can just think in English. Yeah. Sometimes I count in English. I'm, like, what? Like, count in French. <laughs> like, we're playing board games, like, one, two, three. I'm like, what, what? What? I'll do it trois. Yeah, yeah come on now. Don't forget <laughs> your roots, P.O. Come on, buddy. Uh, but going back to, you know, being a being a, you know, clearly a, a, a smart, savvy individual, being able to pick up language like that, I remember you did a 
uh, meeting with the Booster Club not too long ago, answered some questions with the, the Penguins Booster Club. Always appreciate your support, Boosties. But um, you mentioned at one point, I think you said if you weren't playing hockey or something like that, you said you wanted to be a doctor or a vet? Yeah. Why? Do you love animals or something love like that? Animals. Really? Love animals. Uh, really? Love well, I mean, everybody dogs, loves love animals, but you're like, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Well, kinda. I was like, doctor, you know, you have to be like so smart and like a lot of like schooling. Yeah, 25 years of school, and then the vet. It was like, not a lot of people wants to be a vet first, and second, it was like, I love animals. Like, I know I love dogs back okay. in the days, and I'm, I'm like, not like the biggest fan of cat, but oh. like I still like them. Okay, so you just like, like dogs more. Yeah, I'm more of a dog guy. But I mean, like, I love every type of animals, and I was just like curious about it like and i was like if i can help them might as well do it with my life so how much schooling does it take to be a vet i have no idea uh, neither do i that was a genuine question Pro- probably a, probably close to being a doctor it's probably still a lot of schooling exactly because people love their dogs they love their pets they're not just going to hand it over to some guy exactly yeah i agree huh. so i i don't know i didn't do neither any do research I. at this <laughs> point but <laughs> probably a lot i mean every doctor it's probably a lot of school so yeah I loved school, so it wasn't back that big of a problem back in the day. You were a good so. student? I was. Yeah? I was. What was your favorite subject? Math. Math? Math, chemistry, physics. Loved it. Math guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, we might have to kick you off the podcast. Awful in <laughs> history. Hated it. We not, not because like I didn't like to learn about the past. I was just bad at like memorizing Yeah, like, retaining dates. the information and things Awful. like that. So yeah. bad at it. So bad. And that's just the way people are wired. I was the exact opposite. Oh, really? Yeah, like history classes, writing classes, reading classes, ace without any sort of effort. Math was a battle. (laughs) Chemistry to this day was – chemistry and trigonometry were the two worst subjects I ever did. Chemistry was was a fight, like tooth and nail. And then trigonometry, I legitimately gave up like (laughs) a a third of the way through the year. I was like, none of this makes any sense, and it's not going to get any easier. So I would just sit in class, and I was legitimately writing like – Bruce Springsteen song lyrics in my notebook instead of doing the That's math. Funny. Yeah. Hopefully my parents aren't That's listening to this. <laughs> I got like a D in the class enough to graduate. Oh, that's I was great in every other class, but it was math was a battle, trigonometry was a disaster, but I was able to get through, oh, get by. Really? Yeah. Really? I just think it was easier because like there's a solution, so like you have to find it. But like when you when you have to remember a certain date, it's like if you don't, you don't. But if you're in math. There's a way that you can find I could say the same exact thing for math, though. I could say, like, oh, if you, yeah, you find a solution, you work it out. But I'm like, if I don't know how to get from X squared to Y squared, I don't know it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's understandable. I, I get <laughs> it. I get it. Just wired totally just, differently. Yeah, I was just more in math, and which is weird because my brother was more, like, French and, like, history and okay, geography. Yeah. And I guess if we put our mind together, it would be, like... Form the dynamic duo. You're unstoppable when you put you two (laughs) together. You can do all the math. He can do all the the reading and history. That would have been a great brain, I think. Exactly. That sounds like a TV show, like a kid's (laughs) TV show. Like two brothers that are just like, he's good at this. I'm good at that. Together, we can do anything. There we go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to being a a vet, though, which never came true. You say you love dogs. You like cats. Top five pets. If you could have any pet, top five power ranking, go. Top five pets. Dog. Dog number one? Probably dog, dog, dog. First three. Dog, dog, dog. (laughs) Different kinds of dogs. No, I will not allow it. Uh, Dog. I had a couple of hamster. Okay. Um, 
Do they make it in your top five? Because this is anything. You can get anything as a pet in this scenario. Yeah. I would Doors say, are wide open. I would here. say. Top, uh, I would say two monkey. You know, like a little monkey. That, like, what? Yeah. I mean, I see a couple like videos lately of like monkey like hugging you and stuff. Like they're just so nice. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just look. You want to love where them. Where do you find? Where do you find one? Do you have, have to like no get idea. it straight up from like I have no idea. I didn't the jungle or do you have no, no clue? Are there like black market pet stores where they're like, <laughs> hey, we got some monkeys? I mean, I guess they were like, it looks like it was really smart and like was doing shows and stuff like. Okay. Was like it? a trained yeah. monkey. So that would be nice, I guess. Um, I don't think that. Would. Do you also hear the stories of like the people who will have apes, orangutans as pets, and then they go crazy just one day and they like rip their face off or something? Yeah, but I mean, that's a, a risk monkey, I am not willing to take. Like a monkey, but. And the orangutan is in the orangutan, you know, like it's big. It's gigantic. So like, there's a difference. Like, I won't, I won't have a gorilla. You, you want a small, like, yeah, just like a tiny, like, good-looking monkey. A good-looking yeah. monkey. It's, it's got to be sharp, sharp-dressed like French Canadian monkey. Can- <laughs> Montreal style. Montreal style <laughs> monkey. Uh, other than that, um, I hate like snakes and stuff. Like, that's not. Uh-uh. The reptiles are not in your no, top five. No. Well, funny because like hamster, like kind of there. They're kind of like creepy a little bit, but I kind of like them. Why are they creepy? I don't know. They just you don't know what they're doing. They just like, <laughs> do everything, and you don't know why. They're it doing looks it. like their their brains are yeah, spinning at a million miles a minute, the but they just sit there and do yeah. nothing. So yeah, these these three a cat, of course. Like okay, who doesn't like cat? Um, a fifth one. Um, I don't know. So hold on, let's recap here. We got dog, monkey, monkey hamster, cat. Five. You got to get a fifth one in here. You said no reptiles. Fifth one, let's think. What does people own? Like, what does? Well, the people have like uh, possums. People have you've eliminated all like exotic pets and reptiles and things like that. People have like spiders and hate scorpions. Spider. Hate spiders. Fish. You can't really play with a fish, but I guess yeah. it counts as a pet. Yeah. I have an an acquaintance of a friend. If you can keep up with me, there. They're not my friend. It's my friend, and then my friend's acquaintance has a pet raccoon. I've seen that. My friend, that's my, a, that's one of my best friend has one. That's a thing. That's becoming a thing now. People yeah. are getting raccoons. Yeah, and it no. was uh-uh. adorable. Oh, I bet. It was, a, it was a little baby raccoon, and it would just sit on their shoulder and, like, crawl around to their other shoulder so and, like, nice. around their – it was just baby raccoon. Th- this is exactly what would happen with a monkey. You know, it's like it's going around and just playing your hair. And I, oh yeah. I don't know. Oh I feel yeah. like there's 100%. risk involved. Um, I don't know. Fifth one? I don't know. I hear a lot about pigs. Like small piggy. Yeah, people like the the teacup pigs. Yeah, maybe. There, there's a problem apparently with oh. people who want the little small teacup pigs, a uh, little cute little teacup pig. That if you buy them from the wrong person, they'll just sell you a legitimate pig. No way. But it'll be a baby pig, so it'll be small, and, and you only then. and then you only find out three months later <laughs> that you have a giant pig, <laughs> like an actual full hog. And everyone's like, oh, no, what happened? I thought it was supposed to say small. And they're like, nope, you bought the wrong kind of pig. Okay, so we crossed that. Well, I mean, if you get the right pig. one, you can get a yeah, that's true. They're kinda, an actual I, teacup I know, pig. It's kind of weird to have a pig in your house. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's just my thing. I, I, we'll just I throw another think. dog in. I can, yeah. Another, another dog. dog. Two types of dogs. Two, two types of dogs. There we go. So we got two dogs, monkey, cat, hamster, even though they're a little bit creepy. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Moving forward now, we got a big road trip coming up here with the Wilkes-Barre Grants Penguins. We're going to Tejas. We got Austin, San Antonio, and Charlotte. Being in the Quebec Majors Junior Hockey League and separated out on Prince Edward Island, you're no stranger to long road trips and things like that. So 
even though you're a rookie here with the team, I imagine you're a bit of a veteran for a trip like this. I've never been on a trip this long, not in miles, not in time away from home. So you got to teach me right now, how am I supposed to pack for this thing? <laughs> Don't ask me. No? Don't you're ask the wrong me. guy to ask. I'm so bad at packing. Why? Bring, you know, you need like a toothbrush, toothpaste, a couple pair of boxers, a couple pair of... I bring like my comb, my my perfume, like... You uh, bring your entire bathroom toiletry set. And then I bring so much clothes that I know I'm... I'm like, oh, I might need this for this. I might need this. And then I just pack it in, and it becomes just, like, awful. I it becomes awful. So much stuff. Three checked bags. I remember in Chinatown, I was coming in with my huge bag, and then people were, like, having, like, their little – Like a backpack? Bag, a backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not carrying anything? Like, they're like, yeah, but we leave, like, for a week. And I'm like, exactly. Like, <laughs> you, have, you need a lot of stuff. Like, I can't bring, like – Four pair of pants. You're giving your clothes to the equipment guys, so they just throw them in with all the hockey gear. Exactly, that's (laughs) what we're gonna do. (laughs) But honestly, it's it's fun. Like you kind of have like time with like people around and like knowing more of the guys, even though you see them every day. But uh, I mean, it's always different if you like stay in hotels and then you have to go out then with the guys and like uh, find some places to eat and everything. Probably find some activities to do at the same time when we're we're away for that long there will be no shortage of activities when we're going to austin san antonio and charlotte like we're banging out pretty much the three best cities all respect to to providence the three best cities on our road schedule this year all at once i've i've only been to texas once when i was with the farm team of uh, the phoenix uh, the coyotes okay i've never been to like deep in the town or like actually like me me neither it'll be first time it'll be fun I think it'll be fun. And they say everything's bigger in Texas, so big fun. Big times yeah, ahead yeah. for us. Yeah. What's your favorite way to pass the time on a long road trip then? Um, big big board game guy, cards. Really? Uh, yeah, I love this. Uh, well, I know guys like to play cards on the bus. I know. But like, we you do, do board games? Oh, board games. Love the board games. Like what? Give uh, me an example. Favorite game, Monopoly. All-time Monopoly. All-time, yeah. Okay, now we're back All on time. the same page here, All buddy. You lost me a little bit with the math in school, <laughs> but when it comes to Monopoly math, I'm on board. Oh, I right. am an oh. intense Monopoly player, I, to I a fault. I could play every day Monopoly, and I would still be, like, enjoying. Really? Oh, I'm, yeah, learning a lot. Like, there's so many, because uh, I, I know my, my uncle loves board games, so every every Christmas he brings, and we play another different one. And uh, I remember playing Catan, and now the guys are here and playing a lot of Catan. I'm like, oh, Players love like, it, yeah. So like yeah, but all timer Monopoly. Love the love the TV shows. Huge movie guy. Huge huge uh, TV show guy. So I guess that's takes a lot of time. So oh, you provided me a perfect segue into our next segment, but I'm not going to take it. I'm gonna cycle back here to the Monopoly thing. <laughs> what is your Monopoly strategy? What if if you don't if you don't <laughs> what mind if you revealing? Against each other one day, now you know my strategy. That's a good point. Love the orange. You love, love the orange. orange. I was going to say, what are your target areas? Orange, you go orange? love them. They're kind of cheap, and then you like they pay off. Love that. Love the yellow. Mm-hmm. That like, side of the board is where you crush people. Yellow and red. Yellow, red. It's awful. You can annihilate people on that side of the awful. board. Honestly, I love uh, I love the cheap ones, but like Like right back. at the beginning. Yeah, back to back. On the corners. So like I would say blue and orange, or like blue and purple, or yeah, yeah. Blue and purple is like right yeah. around go. Um, it's orange and red on the no around the free no, parking it's, corner. It's brown and uh, light blue. It's like uh, pink and orange, 
red. Do we have different Monopoly boards? Is it? You have Canadian Monopoly? Oh, Hold on, we're looking this no up difference. right now. There's totally Monopoly I know, I know board. I'm heart. looking this I know up. them by heart. Yeah, you might know it's Canadian Monopoly brown, off brown by heart. Brown or burgundy at first, light blue, pink, orange, red, yellow, green, and then dark blue. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. It is it is brown and blue, but I was right. It's orange and red on the corners. Yeah. On the corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, orange yeah. and red. Uh, like, yeah, okay. So, like, I'm, I was t- talking about the Oh, in a straight line. Straight lines. Oh. Straight lines. Straight Oops. lines. Oh. But I would be like. Easy misconception. Light blue, pink, or like pink orange. Just like they're cheap, but like when they're back to back, it's like painful. It is. It is painful. You and I employ similar strategies. I love to take the corners. Huge. I, um, everyone wants to get the big blue ones at the end. I don't because think it's useful. Because the, there's only two spaces, and, and they're super expensive to like level up with the houses and hotels. You just bypass them. You want to capitalize on orange, red, and yellow. Yeah, those are Honestly, the hot spots. I like the the strategy where you go pink and and yellow, but you but get the utilities. The utilities, it. and you'd be they're surprised. Low keys, really good. So like they have, like especially four if you get them both. Yeah. So like, might as well get them. You yeah, you will crush people if you can do yeah, like you said, the four yellow or three yellows. Three Pink. pinks, pinks, and then the utilities in between. You can just crush people. You're good, you're good there. We you're we there. could start a Monopoly podcast. See you there. <laughs> See you there. Like like ex- like you know people do like fantasy football and stuff like that. It's like this is Monopoly. You want to do this strategy? Let's. let's people do. are rolling sixes. You want to <laughs> hop on the orange? That's what there's we need so many do. rules though. Like the bunch of people plays like this, plays like this. They're like house rules and th- what's your free parking rule? Depends who I play with. I asked the question at first. What is if so? Someone says, "P.O. How would you like to play free parking?" What would you say? Um, depends who I play with. <laughs> okay, you it could be. It could be like if I know like I'm playing with my brother. I don't want him to get that much money if I like everything. You have to pay in the middle and everything. Uh-huh. But I like whenever you have like you get a card, a chance or whatever, and then you have to put like the money on the ground, like in the middle. And yes. If you land on it, you get the the money. That's how I like to play. But you don't like. If you get houses and stuff, you don't put the thing in the middle, which some people do. Right. So like you get, you get like a, I don't know, like apartment that they say at first mm-hmm. or yeah. the green ones or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they put the money in the middle instead of giving it to the bank. Oh. So like there's a bunch of, like, so I'm like, eh, no, nah, it's too much money in the middle. So like, if somebody wins it, you know, there's so much an advantage. Yeah. To the, them. Yeah. Exactly. In other way of like, if you get like ten dollars, twenty five dollars, like seventy five dollars, yeah, like, like when you're it's happy when, it, when you get it. Yeah, when it's chance, community chest, or the luxury tax, I always throw that in the middle. That's free parking. Some people just play it nothing, like it's just a blank space. Nothing. It happens. could be too. Yeah. I mean, if you have that corner, and then you're like in free parking, you're like, oh, you get, yeah, exactly. You really relax. I'm good now. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we will. We will have to go either head to head in Monopoly or start our own Monopoly podcast. I'm not sure if there's an audience for it, <laughs> or maybe we'll find it. Maybe there's a ton of maybe. Monopoly heads out there that are just intensely wanting, waiting for some people to waiting come in for and Monopoly talk content. About. Could be. Well, we gave them a little taste right oh. now, a little appetizer. Maybe we'll give them the main course later. But now I will capitalize on the segue you gave me earlier. Said you're a big movie guy. You love watching movies on the road. Po. I, too, like movies, but I'm a sick, twisted individual hmm. who loves bad movies. What? I love bad movies. So here on the Penguins podcast, we like to play a little game where we run through a bunch of bad movies. You're looking at me confused right now, but once I jump into this, you're going to know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. We're about to play Lights, Camera, Fiction. 
Lights. Camera. Big And I know that you know what I'm talking about because you actually helped us put some of these together oh, no, earlier no, in the no, year. No, no, yes, no, no. exactly. <laughs> Here on the Penguins podcast, we're, we like to go through a bunch of terrible movies. Some of them are so bad, it's good. Some of them are just straight up stinkers. I had you and your teammates come up with a bunch of fake plots to real movies. It is now at this time that I will read you those movies. One of the plots will be the real movie, and the other one will be some fake story that your teammate made up. You have to tell me which one is real and which one is fake. Okay. All right, this is our first round of Lights, Camera, Fiction in 2020, so this is where you really have to step up, P.O., and make it count. Let's go right out of the gate here. This first movie is called Swept Away. Swept away, and the movie came out in 2002. You ready, P.O.? Can I know who who you added that to? Or? Afterwards, I always okay, say okay. I always say who came up with it first. And don't worry, we took yours out, so you're you're not going to get your own. <laughs> I remember. All right. Bad. Swept away. Amber reluctantly joins her husband on a couple's cruise, but when tragedy strikes, she ends up shipwrecked on an island and falls in love with one of the surviving crew members. Swept away. Or is it, at the recommendation of a friend, a grieving widow goes speed dating and she quickly finds herself in an unlikely romance with a janitor. Swept away. Ah, that, that's pretty smart. Swept away. I like the away. second one. You like the second like one. The but second is it one. the real one or is it the fake one? Once again, we have the one the woman gets on a couple's cruise, cruise ship crashes, and she falls in love with a surviving crew member on a deserted island. And then... Grieving widow goes speed dating, but she quickly finds herself in an unlikely romance with a janitor. Which one is swept away? Came out in 2002. I'd have to go with the first one. First one is the real one? The real one. All right. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Pierre-Olivier Joseph, you are correct right out of the gate. That is the real swept away. The second one... Might actually have to be pitched to Hollywood. That's a great rom com nice. idea. I was like, it's pretty good. That was Matt Apt came up not. with that one, of but you not. would not let Sergey fool you on that nah. one. All right, so nah. one for one so far. Let's move on to Trapped in Paradise. Hmm. Trapped in Paradise, this movie came out in 1994. Trapped in Paradise. Three brothers, Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, and Nicolas Cage, try and rob a bank in a small Pennsylvania town on Christmas Eve, but a snowstorm, the locals, and their own hijinks foil the plan. Trapped in paradise. Okay. Okay. Or, an odd couple played by Jennifer Aniston and Dennis Quaid take a trip to the Bahamas, but a storm shuts down the airport before they can get home, extending their vacation by months. Trapped in paradise. So we have three brothers robbing a bank, Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, and Nicolas Cage. Or odd couple Jennifer Aniston and Dennis Quaid go to the Bahamas but get stuck there. Which one's the real one? The Jennifer Aniston one. Jennifer Aniston one you think is real? Yeah. All right. On the second one, P.O., you are wrong. Oh, really? That is not the real movie. No that was Anthony Angelo coming up with Jennifer Aniston and Dennis Quaid getting stuck in the Bahamas. The real movie is Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz try and rob a bank on Christmas Eve. Really? Yes. So, okay. A couple of guys can be actually 
creators of movies. Yeah. Well, you were pretty good at this yourself. Uh. You, you pitched some good ones. Let's move on to this one now. Third in our round of Lights, Camera, Fiction. This is called House 2, The Second Story. Okay. Came out in 1987. A group of children enter an abandoned house where, legend has it, the attic has the ability to make all your deepest desires come true. However, every other floor in the house is haunted by demons. House 2, The Second Story. It is a scary movie. Second story. A young couple and their friend discover a zombie cowboy who tells them to protect a diamond skull from his fellow undead rival. House 2, the second story. Your what? face, Your face right it's now. Like, I didn't expect that at all. It's like. So we have group of children enter an abandoned house with a magic attic, but every other floor is haunted by demons. Or young couple discover a zombie cowboy that tells them to protect a diamond skull from his fellow undead rival. The first one. Is the real one? Mm. That's what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Final answer. Final answer. For House 2, the second story. It's, it's P.O. You are wrong again. John Lazat gives us the magic attic, but the demons on every other floor of the house. The real movie is Zombie Cowboy. What the? I wish people could have seen your face. This is an audio medium, unfortunately. <laughs> your mouth dropped to the floor when I said the words zombie cowboy. I was like, what? And that is a real movie. Really? Yes. House 2, the second story, 1987. Oh, my. All right. They get to me. They, they're oh getting to you. And Matt Apt almost had you on the first one. Almost, but you, you, you had to stop and think about it. So you're one for three so far. Thanks. Let's try and get back in the win column here, P.O., with... Water World. Water World. This movie came out in 1995. In a world completely submerged by ocean, a man with gills must help his new friends dodge pirate outlaws and find a mythical place that they believe to be the only dry land on Earth. Which makes sense. Water World. Yeah. Okay. Pretty smart. Or is it? The CIA and Europe's top intelligence agencies must join forces to stop a terrorist attack on Venice that would leave the city underwater and in flames. The first Water one. World. I don't think it was that big of a... In 1994? Like 1995. Not that it makes a difference. No, first one. First, first one. one yeah. World completely submerged by ocean. Man with gills must help people find the only dry land on Earth. Yeah, I'll go with that. Your instincts... Hold true, Pierre Olivier Joseph. That is correct. That is the true Waterworld movie. Uh, the CIA and Europe's top intelligence agencies joining forces to stop a terrorist attack on Venice. Casper Bjorquist. It's actually pretty smart to think in like in Venice. I would have think. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty smart. But not smart enough to get uh, past you, buddy. Get me. So back to 500 here. Two for four. Chance to pop back on top with Deep Blue Sea. 1999. Deep Blue Sea. Searching for a cure to Alzheimer's, scientists accidentally create a group of super smart sharks with giant brains. Deep Blue Sea. Or, a dolphin gets separated from his mother out in the open ocean and has to find his way home. Deep Blue Sea. So there's either... Either sharks with huge brains. Super smart sharks with giant brains, or dolphin gets separated from his mother and has to find his way home. Deep blue sea. Second one. 
is the real one. Yeah. Dolphin gets separated from his mother out in the open ocean and has to find his way home. Wrong again. Ryan Scarfo hits you with that Finding Nemo knockoff. <laughs> the real movie is searching for a cure to Alzheimer's. Scientists accidentally create a group of super smart sharks with giant brains. The LL Cool J classic Deep Blue Sea. Those look like these ones look like it's fake. These are bad movies. I was not joking you when I said that these are bad movies. Who think of that <laughs> and make it happen? All right. Well, th this one, I'm not sure there's any getting around this. Just based on the title alone. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Not Shopping Mall. Chopping Mall came out in 1986. P.O. In this unlicensed Star Wars spinoff, Darth Maul and Edward Scissorhands adopt an alien child and raise him together. <laughs> Chopping Mall. Or, teenagers stranded in a mall must survive the night while being chased by killer security robots. Okay, the second one makes more sense than the fake Darth Vader over there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Darth Maul and Edward no, Scissorhands no, joined forces no, to raise no, an no, alien no. baby? Second one. Second, second, one? second one. But, I mean, yeah, second one. Okay. Second one. You're going to stick with the second one. Chopping Mall is about teenagers stranded in a mall surviving the night against nice, killer nice, robots, nice, nice. so... You, you survived. Like Anthony Angelo. This is our second what? Angelo in, in this game. <laughs> Unlicensed Star Wars spinoff, Darth Maul and Edward Scissorhands. Oh, God. Uh, nope, not, not true. But another correct one for you. Now we're on to the last two, P.O. Two more left here. So I need to get both, right? You could get both. You could either finish 500 because you're even right now at three and three. Three and three through six. We have Cellular. 2004. Cellular. A high school science teacher is kidnapped, but hotwires a phone to make one random call. On the other line, a stranger must listen to her instructions so that he can save her and her endangered son. Cellular. Or is it about a video game addict who never leaves his couch must take a journey outside when his internet connection suddenly dies? First one. Cellular. You're saying the first one. High school science teacher kidnapped, makes one random phone call, and the person has to help her find a way out? Yes. You are right again, yes. Pierre there Olivier Joseph. There you go. So four for seven right now. Cellular, starring Chris Evans, pre-Captain America days. Sam Lafferty couldn't beat you with the video game addict whose Wi-Fi poops out on him. And now for the grand finale, our... First, last movie of 2020 here on Lights, Camera, Fiction, The Book of Henry. This movie is called The Book of Henry, and it came out in 2017. Oh, really? Yes, very recent addition here to Lights, Maybe Camera, Fiction. Maybe I watched Fiction. it. Who knows? Uh, I have a feeling <laughs> you didn't, but let's, let's get into it first. Maybe you did. We're surprised so far that uh, no one's actually seen any of these movies. Well, like going who through wants them. to? I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I do. <laughs> Because I'm this sick, twisted individual <laughs> that likes to do this to himself. Oh. And I have I have seen this one, but I will not tell you which one is correct. You have to figure that out on your okay. own. The Book of Henry. Hundreds of years in the future, Earth is a desolate, disease-ridden wasteland. Aaron Eckhart plays a man who uncovers a cure to the plague, but has to travel from Montana to New Jersey so it can end up in the right hands. The Book of Henry. Or, when 11-year-old boy genius Henry is diagnosed with cancer, 
he writes a book for his mother about how to kill their abusive neighbor. The Book of Henry. So we have hundreds of years in the future. Man uncovers a cure to a plague, but has to travel from Montana to New Jersey to get it in the right hands. Or 11-year-old boy genius diagnosed with cancer writes a book for his mom about how to kill their neighbor. It's funny because there's a new movie coming out about like a guy that needs to bring a... Uh 1917, have you seen the trailer? I have not. He's trying to, he, he, they're at war and they have to run. He's like, you have like to bring these messages to like. Oh, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, die, yeah. That makes me think of that. So maybe somebody saw it too. Hmm. Maybe somebody did. The Book of Henry, 2017. I'll, I'll go with the kill the neighbor. Kill the neighbor. Boy writes a book for his mom to kill their neighbor. Yeah. Do you think that's boy. the real movie? Be smart, boy. Okay. Pierre Olivier Joseph. In the final chapter of Lights, Camera, Fiction, the book of Henry, you are correct. Yeah. The real movie is 11-year-old boy genius nice. gets diagnosed with cancer and writes a book for his mom about how to kill their abusive neighbor. Cole Castles, new addition to the locker room, came up with Aaron Eckhart trying to save the world from nice, a plague. Nice cast. Nice cast. Well, you say nice cast. You say that now because <laughs> you act, you outsmarted him. You outwitted him. And what a performance, P.O. We had some highs. We had some lows. But at the end of the day, what did you do there? You were three for three. What? Five, five for eight. Five for eight. Five, so five for eight. Three rounds. An impressive nice. showing. Nice. And that's how we start 2020 here Probably with so. Lights, Camera, Fiction here on the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. Time is winding down here, PO. I've kept you with a plenty I've kept you plenty now. Uh, I know you have a dentist appointment later today. I want to make sure you get that taken. I don't want you to miss your dentist appointment, buddy. Got to get them pearly whites taken care of. Yeah, true fact. But there's one more thing we have to do here on the Penguins podcast before we officially sign off, and that is to give us some pens picks. Pens picks. P.O., it is at this time in every episode of the Penguins podcast that I like to ask my guest for a recommendation. Any sort of recommendation. It can be anything at all, something we talked about on the podcast, something that you're just really into lately, anything in the world, something you want to let the people know about. Anything. 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 We've had guys, we've done a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. We've had guys uh, even simply recommend just a good night's sleep. It can be anything you want. What is your pen's pick? Um, 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 um. Go play outside. Go play outside. Go have some fun. Don't, don't just stay in your house playing video games, watching TVs. I saw a commercial late, probably yesterday, and it was a bunch of young guys going to the pond playing hockey. And I was like, I don't see that anymore. Yeah. I remember my day. It was like, we'll see you at six. Does it, didn't have a phone. We'll see you there at six. See you there. And a bunch of people were just gathering around and were just playing, put your stick in the middle and then two teams and on the Tuesday night after homework, you know, like these were the nice days. And now it's, I know I, l I play a lot of video games. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you're not, I'm not innocent in this, but go play outside. Do some, I'm trying to like stop, honestly, to play playing less. Playing video games? Not stop, play less. Yeah. And just like do something like play board game, like do this, like trying to cook a little bit more, like, but Go go play. I mean, during the winter time, especially like you like something like you can for sure play soccer on the. I remember I was playing soccer, football, on the snow. It was so fun. Yeah, 
more about hockey, like young hockey players, go out there and have some fun. I remember having, then I don't feel my my toes anymore feeling, and <laughs> I don't feel my my tips anymore of my fingers. It's it's fun. I mean, it's stuff that you will remember for the rest of your life. So that's that's my tip. Just go out there and some fun. Dress nice and warm. Make sure you keep the feeling in your True feet fact. and fingers. True but <laughs> uh, yeah, go outside and play. It doesn't have to be the summer. It doesn't have to be spring. You can figure something out. I too. I remember playing football in go. the snow all the time. Building and someone ended up crying every time because every time. it got too physical. But yeah, all the time. All the snowball time. fights. Build a snowman. Build a fort. Anything. You have options, people. Yeah. And that carries over through every single season. Spring, go outside and play. Summer, go outside and play. Fall, go outside and play. Jump in some leaves. Get active. Love that, P.O. Love that. That is your Penn's pick. For my Penn's pick, I'm going to throw out something we did talk about on this podcast. Monopoly gets a bad rap because it takes a while to play, and people don't have the patience anymore. So if if, True. It, if it's a rainy day or something like that and you can't go outside and play, like break out Monopoly and have a time. Let us know, too. When, L- when let us picking. know. Give us your feedback. Give us your feedback. Who do you guys like the most? Yes. Do you like the corners or you like the blues? Let us know your strategies. Let go. us know, and we can use it in our upcoming <laughs> podcast. P.O., if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter. What is your handle? Uh, P.O. Joseph. Or Simple enough. P.O.G. Joseph, as like Pudge Joseph. Pudge 15 Joseph. 15 on Twitter, yeah. There you go. Find them, ladies and gentlemen. Instagram and Twitter. Let them know your Monopoly tips and things (laughs) like that. You can reach out to me at at underscore Nick Hart. Find me on Twitter, and uh, you can let me know some Monopoly tricks, too. And you don't have to let P.O. know so I can (laughs) beat him the next time we face off in Monopoly. But that is the end of this episode of the Penguins Podcast. P.O., thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Much appreciated. This was a blast. a, A great chat. Uh, I'll let you go so you can go to the dentist now. (laughs) But for all you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in yet again for our first episode of the new year. You can find all of our old episodes, including the holiday special, on the Penguin SoundCloud page or on iTunes. Go back, listen to the eps if you haven't already. And if you're already caught up, I'm sorry, but you have to wait two weeks. But we'll have a new episode for you coming from Texas very shortly. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time.